Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Morbid early and ad-free. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to a Morbid Network podcast. Audible lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or even something new to discover. They offer an incredible selection of audiobooks across every single genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, which I'm super into lately, motivation, wellness, business, and even more. Audible's the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse-pounding collection that you can't hear anywhere else. I actually just finished listening to, it's one of my favorite stories, but listening to it was even cooler. It was The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. It's narrated by Bernadette Dunn, and I think they just have one of the best voices for an audiobook. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500. That's audible.com slash morbid or text morbid to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash morbid. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. Earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. Then grow it at 4.50% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account with Apple Card. Visit apple.co card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings available to Apple Card owners subject to eligibility. Savings accounts provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, weirdos. I'm Elena. I'm Ash. And this is a Listener Tales Morbid. It's your November. Listener tale, doo-dah, doo It's almost the end of November, and it's a Listener Tales episode. Dude, who the fuck knew that Thanksgiving was next week? Yeah, guys, that was a real shocker to me when uh, my kid's dentist, actually, which I keep talking about, I'm sorry, I, I don't really understand. It's because it's the only time I've been out of the house in the last, like, no, month. that makes sense. We're holding so on I'm to like, that. <laughs> the only other person I've seen. Uh, they were like, oh, what are you girls doing? Or, like, what's your favorite thing to eat for Thanksgiving? Are you going to have it next week? And we were like... What? The fuck? And I was like, next week? What? No, it's two weeks away. And she was like, no, it is not. And I was like, what? Somebody said something to me and they were like, oh, yeah, like, like are you doing anything? And I was like, next In week? two weeks? What? <laughs> yeah, you're like, me? no. So that's weird. This month has just seemingly disappeared before our very eyes. 36 days till Christmas, motherfuckers. Wow. Yeah, I have a countdown. I, I have a little that tree. that you did that, actually. And it has, like, blocks. I feel ill-prepared. I already got your Christmas gift. Damn it. I know. I'd shout out the person that I'm getting it from, but that would give it away, so... Damn it. Well, either way, the holiday is upon us, and we wanted to gift you. <clears throat> oh, here it comes. The holiday season. <laughs> I have is. to do it every time. And we wanted to gift you a Listener Tales episode. We did. Because they're so much fun. They're literally the funnest. You guys gift us with your tales, so we're going to gift you with recording them back at you. <laughs> <laughs> back at you. Just back at your faces. That's right what we're going to do. at ya. So let us start, shall we? Shall we begin? All right. So the first one we have is entitled, Nice Try, Fate. Dad Taught Me Better. We love Dad. We love that. 
All right, so it says, hi, Ash and Elena. I discovered you, you guys a couple of months ago, but I'm already almost caught up on all of the Morbid episodes. I'm also, I'm always like so amazed by that. I know, I'm because like, I have like other wow. podcasts that I love and I just can't listen to them It's that very quickly. impressive. I it appreciate is. it. Hold on, who's calling me? Is it I don't know if everybody can hear the Halloween music playing. <laughs> Are we going <laughs> to get on. sued for that? It's a ringtone, it's fine. <laughs> is that Ma? No, I don't know who that is. Oh, Maybe oh, it's the dentist. Way. Maybe it's the dentist calling. <laughs> she heard you calling. We're going to say no to that. All right. So sorry, everybody. Here. Here we are. <laughs> uh, I guess you could say I'm hooked. I'm a longtime true crime junkie, but Morbid is my favorite podcast by far. Oh, Thank my you God. so much. And they spelled favorite with the U, which I think is Ooh, so sexy. Very <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> you have the perfect mix of true crime laughs and spooky ghost stories, and the listener tales are a great bonus. I can't thank you enough for all the spooks and entertainment and would love to see you guys live when the world resumes. Oh, I hope that. My name is Dre, short for Andre. In French, Andre, with two E's at the end, is a female name. Love that. Ah. Although I was teased as a kid for having a quote-unquote boy's name, I'm grateful for its uniqueness now. Me too. Uh, not the, like, the boy part, but having a unique name is tough when you're younger and you get shit for it, but later you're like, yeah. Yeah. You know a lot more Elena spelled A-L-I-A-L-A-I-N-A? No. Do you? No. 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 Just saying. I so. know. Solidarity, sister. I had a math teacher that used to call me Ashley, so I got Ashley! It. Last night, while driving down the dark country road to my family college with an episode... Oh, cottage, sorry, not college. With an episode of Morbid Playing, duh, I realized I have a listener tale of my own. It likely dawned on me in this moment as I was passing by the location of this story. Although I locked it up emotionally some time ago. Uh-oh. It was the summer of 2013. I was 18 years old and stressed as all heck living in Montreal. I had just completed my very first year, uh, my very first year of a very demanding fashion design program at university. Oh, Good I'm for you. so jealous. That's so cool. That's amazing. My anxiety levels were through the tits and I really <laughs> needed a nice, quiet summer break to relax and reset. My family has a small cabin on a lake in Minden Hills, Ontario. And that's where your family went wrong. Something bad's happening. No small cabins. Some, no. I had some serving experience, so I applied at the bar of a spooky old inn. That's amazing. That's incredible. Perpetually vacant. The watering hole for a bunch of the locals. To give you an idea of how big this town is, Minden Hills has a population of about 4,000. Damn. Having grown up in downtown Toronto, like many other people, I didn't have a driver's license as commuting on public transit made much more sense. Unfortunately, that meant that I didn't have a way to get to and from work other than my bike. Uh-oh. My dad worked in the city during the week and would only be up at the cottage with me on weekends, so I was left to fend for myself during the week, but I didn't mind as I loved the challenge. I also love being alone, so yeah. I feel like that'd be great. We love the solitude. Generally speaking, not too many people bike up here. There is no soldier, sh soldier, shoulder, I'm, I'm having You're a me. moment, I really am. There is no shoulder on the road and no lights at night. It was a 40 minute ride from the cottage to the bar where I worked, but it wasn't an easy ride. Winding, hilly, not-so-well-paved roads were super difficult to navigate, regardless of whether it was the blazing sun or in the dark of night. A lot of folks drink and drive in small towns, and I had a couple of scares sharing the road in the pitch black with oncoming cars. On one or two occasions, I drove, I dove off my bike into the ditch out of fear I'd oh be God. hit. Wow. My father is super safety-oriented, and since I was still a teenager, he barely allowed me to do this. I talked him into it, though, as I can be quite persuasive and strong-willed. After all, I've spent loads of time up here and know the area quite well. Sure, the pitch black forest is spooky to say the least, but probably no less than ten times safer than the city. 
I put on a brave act because I really wanted this summer of independence. For the first couple of weeks living up at the cottage by myself, the black sky and no neighbors within screaming range really freaked me out. I'd stand on the front porch smoking a joint and felt like I could see shapes coming towards me in the darkness. I'm sorry about my phone. You're my <laughs> CNN and like voicemails and all that. I don't know why. Your mind plays tricks on you in the dark. It's almost like the more spooked you get, the more potential there is in common things to spook you. I'd hear noises and branches cracking in the forest nearby. I kind of just accepted that if a bear or worse, a ghostly creature of some kind came at me, I probably deserved it for putting myself in this situation. But then again, it didn't help that I was high. Never does. I eventually got used to the environment and being alone up here. Even the nightly bike rides that felt like floating into an abyss became less daunting. So let me tell you a little bit about my job that summer. I usually worked the evening shifts at the bar. Usually I worked with another server or two, but only one of us would close up there and there weren't many customers left at the time. I became fond of closing up. Other servers enjoyed going home in decent time. I wasn't making nearly as many tips as I would be in the city, so I wanted to earn as much as I could by staying as late as possible. There were four regulars who sat at the bar every day. Their names were Mike, Dave, Gary, and Steve. Because they always <laughs> I are. I was going to say, I would not expect anything less. I basically knew all the locals that would come into the pub, and they'd talk shit about the cottagers who would just stumble and drunk on weekends. Oops, I think technically I belong to that group. <laughs> For this summer, though, I had been adopted by the locals. I'm so jealous. I know, that's a great feeling, I bet. It was interesting to humor four middle-aged small-town men who sat at the bar every night. Mike hated his wife, and she was probably going to leave him soon. Steve would get belligerent and hit on me. Dave would make very inappropriate jokes. Actually, they would all make pretty inappropriate comments. Yep. Par for the course as a female bartender. Unfortunately, I would try to take the sexual comments and jokes about my short shorts with a grain of salt, laugh it off, and hope for a tip. But there's only so much harassment you can put up with before just walking away. Gary was the only one who cared when I was getting a little irritated. He would tell the other three to shut up. Gary was a good guy. Oh my god, this is giving me, like, I'm the pub stressed. I used to work at vibes. <laughs> I'm very stressed. I began to feel like Gary was trustworthy. He wasn't. Oh no. He's not. I just know it. No one is trustworthy. He obviously had some basic morals and honestly seemed to care about my well-being. He didn't. He started pointing out how crazy it was that I'd been riding my bike home on these dangerously dark roads after closing the bar. He often offered me a ride home in his pickup truck. Oh, don't do it. Nice fit, nice try, fate. Dad taught me better. Oh, yes. I made friends with another server, Shauna. She was renting an apartment on the main street in Minden, which was aptly named Main Street. Not just a clever name, this town just has two streets, Main Street and Water Street. That's incredible. <laughs> Water Street followed the river, of course. Fitting. I would stay over at Shauna's house if we had a few drinks after work. I tried not to make a habit of this. We weren't really the same size, so it would cause the rumor mill to spin up when I arrived at work the next day in the same clothes. <laughs> One night as I was closing the bar... It started pouring rain. I'm talking about Water Street and the river almost becoming one big pool kind of rain. Gary was the only customer left at the bar. Uh-oh. Which was beginning more co beginning more common. Becoming. He wanted to... What? Which was becoming more wow. common. Wow. Why couldn't I read that like the second time I read it? Like <laughs> I, I looked at that word twice. I and think I was, we like, switched. Beginning. I think you and me switched. I was like, that word says beginning. I was like, there's no G. Sorry, guys. I don't really know what's going on. It's I can't okay. read things That's today. okay. 
It's not. It's oh, thank you. I haven't gone yet. That was so. It's okay. It's okay. You're okay. It's all. It's all right. Oh, encouragement. <laughs> all right. Let's. So, which was becoming more common? We know because was, Gary wants to like yeah, kill you. Gary's making this become more common. Gary likes her skinny like as a suit. I'm very upset. He wanted to make sure I locked up and got on my bike safely. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Gary's a fucking liar. He didn't. Of course, he'd still offer me a ride home, and I'd still politely decline. Really, on a night like this, I wanted to take the ride. He offered again, and I really considered it this time. I eventually declined by explaining, I promised my dad I wouldn't take rides from anyone. I don't think this promise was ever actually made. It's more likely that the whole scene was just triggering my basic sense of self-preservation. That's great. Yeah, girl. That means your your dad taught you right. Mm-hmm. Really, the ride home is just a classic no, but the thought of someone knowing where I lived and knowing I was all alone in that cabin five days a week with no one near enough to hear me scream, that's a no thanks all the way up and down. Despite the fact that I liked Gary and he was genuinely very kind, I just couldn't. So I told Gary I had a few things I actually needed to do to still clean up inside. I was praying by the time I was done, the rain would have slowed down. Gary said goodnight and left. About no, 30... he didn't. <laughs> I'm so nervous. About 30 minutes went by, and I was all out of time killing Tess. Unfortunately, the rain hadn't let up at all. It was coming down just as hard. Sleep at work. I put on a tough face and headed out into the squall to get my bike ready for our journey home. To my surprise, Gary's car was still in the parking lot. You shouldn't be surprised. God! Suddenly, the lights flashed. He was signaling to me. This kind of startled me, but I was honestly a bit relieved he had come back. As I walked over to his truck, it dawned on me that he hadn't left. I was going to say. He rolled down his window and, more desperately now, assured me it would be no trouble to drop me off. This was no weather to bike in. I took my bag off, considering my actions in slow motion. I'm getting in the truck now. Then I stopped. Then I just stopped. It was involuntary. Something told me I couldn't. It was the same feeling I got when peered out from the porch late at night, all alone, slowly roasting a bone. <laughs> Getting an eerie feeling from the way the darkness moves. Ooh, what a picture you just painted. I know, sister. An eerie feeling from the way the darkness moves. Darkness does move. It does move. I apologized that he had waited for nothing. I stuck to my guns and told him I preferred the bike. This time, I watched him drive away. Bye, it Gary. Was, it was a brutal ride home. If you recall from the start of the story, these roads have no shoulder and no lights. The whole thing was a mud pit. I was peddling grainy mud into my eyes whilst being completely bitch slapped by the rain. I couldn't see the road at all. I actually tried putting on my sunglasses at this point to stop the dirt from slapping my eyes. Oh. But it wasn't long before I realized I had to walk the bike. Fuck. I should have just taken the ride from Gary. No, no you shouldn't. Nope. Now I'm looking like a busted-ass Corey Hart with my sunglasses on at night and little soggy feet. <laughs> busted-ass Corey That's Hart. That's incredible. Oh, an hour and a half later, I was home, filthy, wet, and exhausted. I had a shower and went to bed. That was near the end of the summer, and I was becoming sick of that treacherous 40-minute there-and-back bike commute. I guess I was mentally ready to go back to school. Fast forward to about eight months later, almost time for summer. I was trying to decide if I wanted to live at the cottage again, stay in Montreal for the summer, or go live with my mom in Toronto. I checked my phone and saw a message from Shauna, my server friend from the pub in Minden. I was excited to hear from her. I opened the message, and my excitement turned to pure terror. A screenshot of a news site read, Minden man, Gary Taylor Handland, charged in child murders. Girl, we already knew, though. We told you. <laughs> without you it turns out gary was on the lamb yeah he was mm-hmm 
He had murdered two girls in British Columbia in the 70s. He was hiding in Minden, oh, Ontario. Shit. He had gotten away with it. These girls were 11 and 12 years old. He murdered them and buried their bodies. Wow. The man I trusted the most out of all the regulars, the one who acted like my the one who acted like my protector. You're all hyped over there. The man I regretted not taking a ride from. My hands shake as I write this alone in the dark at my cottage yet again. Branches in the wind are scratching loudly at the walls of my cabin as I ask myself, why not me? This is like so like Carrie oh. Bradshaw horror esque holy shit she's like i'm in my new york apartment as and I, I ask myself i wonder why i haven't been murdered yet why not me but you're just in a cabin and you're smart where's big you just you, you listen to your gut oh my god i love it and you weren't 11 and 12 years old you're not a baby oh my god oh. P.S. I've referenced a couple of articles below. Thank you to my boyfriend, Adam, for helping me edit this. Oh. I hope you enjoyed reading it as much as I enjoyed getting the story on paper. Stay weird, my friends. Oh, but not so weird that you take rides from strange men. Or even nice men. Wow. Nobody, there's no nice men. They say time waits for no one, and in my opinion, neither should Payday. To keep your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earnin'. Earnin' is the app that's helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. It's an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid in your next paycheck. I think Earnin is helpful in so many different ways. You could get ready for like a special night out, you know, Valentine's Day. I think it was on like a Tuesday. What if your payday's Friday? No worries if you have Earnin, you can pay for that Valentine's Day dinner. So download Earnin today, spelled E A R N I N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Morbid under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. Morbid under podcast. Subject to your available earnings location, daily max, and pay period. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. We will post um, like a screenshot of the article in the Instagram story when mm -hmm. we do this, just mm -hmm. so you can see the, like, the article about it. But oh... That just shows you. Seriously. You cannot trust anybody. No, because that's the thing. Because every time you think that you can trust somebody, you, you're proved wrong. They go ahead and be a child murderer it from might, the 70s. It might take some time, but Gary gonna prove you wrong. Gary gonna prove you wrong. Gary gonna give it to you. Gary gonna give it to you. <laughs> Gary tried to give it to you and you, you were like, no, no. Do you think he would have killed her? Or do you think he was reformed because he was hiding? No, he was going to kill her. You think so? He was 100. His, that persistence, that's what would have shook me. Honestly. No grown ass man gives a shit enough about you, mm -mm. a random bartender, to take that much effort to be like, no, let me drive you home. I know. I wonder no. why he didn't just follow her and like pick her up on like that road though. Because he's in hiding and I think he had to be like kind of smart about it. Mm. So I think he was like, and maybe, maybe he also was like, this is a sign Maybe. That That's I true. shouldn't do this. Weird. And who knows? Maybe he killed someone else and we don't even know it. He might have. It could be someone that hasn't been found. Gary. Or reported missing. Fuck you, Gary. Asshole. Wow. That's And also, fuck the other guys that were like inappropriate to you. 
Oh, that's like, literally every regular. Honestly, fuck the other three guys who made Gary, the child murderer, look like the good guy. Seriously. I, I want you all, all three of you out there, I want you to be sitting with that on your fucking I'm just shit. thinking about the bar I used to work at, and I'm like, yep, makes sense. You're like, yep. That there was this dude that used to grab my hand and say, may I? And then put his like nasty ass T-Rex lips on my hand and kiss my hand every time I saw him. I'm shocked that you did not knock his teeth out because I definitely would have. You're shocked that I didn't knock no, his not teeth shocked out? That you yeah. didn't. But I, I was just like. I definitely would have been like, you're going to lose teeth today. Here's your takeout. Bye. And also, may I? And then just does it. Yo, so nasty. Why the fuck did you ask me? So nasty. Gross. I have PTSD from that. So Gross. that's good. Anyways, my next story is called <laughs> The Girls and the Gays curse a bitch and meet a french-speaking ghost <laughs> i mean so clearly this was written to me i saw this and i was like yup mm-hmm. that's it hi elena hi ash hi. whoa it must seem hella weird to have some stranger using your names <laughs> i love you i love you so much my name is dean go ahead and use it if you want to hi and I'm, dean hi dean <laughs> and i'm a 14 year old high school freshman from reno Nevada. Nevada. You did it right. Okay. We listened to you, Dean. We listened. I don't know how many teenage boys like to listen to true crime, but you have me. I absolutely <laughs> love your podcast, and I've been listening for about a month and a half. I'm already on episode 126. Damn. Wow. I always listen to your weirdness on my 45-minute walk home from school and during boring study hall. Oh, I don't miss that. <laughs> I'm technically supposed to be working, so I have to hold in my laughs all the time. The one problem is that you say Nevada wrong, because normally we say Nevada. <laughs> It's the second A. It's not Nevada. Nevada, like top. It's Nevada, like bad. Now that we We have that out of the way, I heard you. Now that we have that out of the way, I can tell you my weird, amazing, true story. There's a whole bunch of characters, but I changed everyone's names for... Oh, there it is. It's so funny. (laughs) I was thinking about how good I was doing, and then I did bad. I went ahead and passed the baton. (laughs) Uh, But I changed everybody's names for privacy. So about a week before Halloween, on a Friday afternoon, I invited some of my friends over to carve pumpkins. My friend Ruth and I walked from school to my house, stopping to get pumpkins and a bottle of kombucha. Disgusting. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Sorry that I judged you. Ew. Afterwards, we walked to my house where my friends Valentina and Brooke met us. Oh my god, I wish your friend's real name was Valentina. I love that you, that's a great made up name. Hell yeah, it is. Good for you making these names up. I love it. The four of us carved pumpkins together while chatting about stupid teenage drama. Are you guys ready for this? I'm so excited. This is my favorite and I like, I'm being taken back. I think Jack is extremely cute. Why did Ruth ever decide to date Nathan? McKenna is a bitch. I asked Brooke, didn't you say that Antonio, Antonio was dating Grace? I don't know how I feel about that. And I, and was immediately met with ew grace dated antonio no way from ruth (laughs) okay that was great it's great everybody just got taken back wow i love that so much so last year antonio told grace he liked her but was rejected we call grace to see what the heck's up with this and she told us antonio was bothering her like crazy after she blocked him he was pestering her on instagram and making multiple accounts creepo grace ended up deleting her social media after antonio said he would kill himself if they wouldn't date oh that's not fair um antonio is a garbage person so we decided to put a curse on him using an empty kombucha bottle we wrote antonio's name on a slip of paper and put it in with a jalapeno from my garden a bunch of thorns and a feather i found a curse on pinterest i found a curse on pinterest oh my god wow my witchy ass is like both proud and astounded i'm 
screaming. Never have I ever found a curse on Pinterest. I found a curse on Pinterest is the greatest statement I have ever heard. I need murder Hands apparel to down. turn that into a shirt. Murder apparel, are you listening? Aaron. Here's your time. Oh my god. Okay, that's that's everything oh, right fuck. in this world. Guy, you gotta get like a book. Like buy like a witchy book. You guys are the best. Oh, I get oh. I'll send you one. I love you keep me love young. I love you so much. Oh, seriously. What guy? Pinterest has cur- like curses now. I, I didn't know. I just stuttered. I'm so sure. Curses? I didn't. I had no idea. I'm like holding my pentagram necklace. Like what? They have curses? A clutching my pentagram. <laughs> so they all they held, held oh. hands in a circle and chanted. After we chanted, we dropped a match in the bottle and poured the ashes down a gutter. The tutorial said running water. That makes sense. We sort of laughed it off and didn't think any witchy shit was going to happen. So on how that's when you know when you know some shit is yeah. gonna go down when you have a Pinterest curse, <laughs> any you curse, know and you work. don't think it's gonna work, it's gonna fucking work. Yeah. So on Halloween night, I went uh, to a small get together at Brooke's house, wearing my amazing costume, pick included. And let me tell you, incredible. It far outpassed my expectations. Full serve. Phenomenal. Incredible. And Brooke's friend Michelle came, as well as Valentina and her boyfriend Lehman. We wanted to be coronavirus conscious. Good job. So we sat outside wearing our masks. Good, good, good. And started to watch Scream on Brooke's projector. The dream. That's what we wanted to do on Halloween, but we we couldn't. Uh, But it got cold really fast, so we went inside. Inside, Brooke pulled out a Ouija board to play with. Well, that's where you went wrong. Uh Uh-oh. We turned off all the lights and decided to have a seance. At candlelight, under the full moon, we sat there with our hands on a planchette, or however it's spelled. (laughs) I think you spelled it right. Yeah, you got it. The planchette started moving, and we asked it questions. The ghost was a blonde girl, hey-yo, who choked on her food 186 (laughs) years ago. That's probably how I'm going to die, too. (laughs) Hey-yo. On March 5th. Brooke, Valentina, and I took French class, so Valentina jokingly asked the ghost, Exeque to parlor Francois? Ash took French too, guys. I don't know if you could. Is it Est to parlor Francois? I don't think you did that much better than me. Um, you said quay, so <laughs> let's, let's, let's all. <laughs> let's all put our feet on the ground oh here you said quay me and this girl Lindsay, were in we were senior we were juniors or seniors in a class a spanish class with freshmen and we used to leave our books out to like take the tests and then finally when we had the midterm our teacher was like and you can't leave your books out for this one girls go put them in your lockers and you were like quay quay <laughs> i was probably just like no no understand <laughs> okay and the board spelled out one word we I know how to say that. Wee! I started becoming stupid and asking dumb questions. It kept answering our questions, but in French that we couldn't understand. Lehman decided to ask, what's happening in the future? Uh Uh-oh. And the board said, tu copain est un futur mal. That means the future's gonna be bad. I know that. (laughs) I know that. Basically, our friend... Uh, has something bad coming. I asked it what bad things, uh, I asked it what bad thing was coming and the board said case, case, which turned out to mean broken in French. So a mega ominous answer. (laughs) Yeah. The next Monday, Brooke and Valentina texted me and told me that Antonio broke his ankle after he slipped on the stairs at school. It was hella hella creepy since I literally cursed him. (laughs) Also, from the time I cursed Antonio to the time he broke his ankle, I was literally seeing crows everywhere. Oh, I live for that shit. They're not the most common thing in Nevada, so it's kind (laughs) of weird. Like, literally every day I saw a raven. 
There's ravens awesome. that live at your house. Yeah, we have Ted ravens and Eileen. that I named them Ted and Eileen. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen one since. I know the curse was a low-key joke, and it's probably migration stuff seeing the ravens, and, a totally qu- and totally a coincidence that Antonio broke his ankle, but it doesn't feel like it. I know it's crazy, but I swear I'm not making it up. We believe, I believe you. you. Uh, that's my stupid-ass teenager story. Thanks for reading it. I don't know if this will go on the podcast or not. It, it will. <laughs> but it's amazing to imagine that you guys are even reading this. Keep it so weird, but not so weird that you could... <laughs> you curse a bitch who was super mean then meet a ghost that speaks french and get stalked by ravens and cause a freak accident i love it that's incredible dean we love you dean you're everything right in this world you truly are we love you so much but remember everything comes back times three it does no more pinterest curses no, okay no, no. <laughs> all right so my next one is called ho you were supposed to be our religion teacher. My God, religion teacher. You just summoned me right in with that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Amazing. My name is Beck. Uh, please don't use my surname for my story. I just did and then had to go back and <laughs> delete it. So I'm here for you. I love it. This may be a new one for you, but I discovered you guys after getting cr- hooked on Crime Countdown. Yay! And started listening to Morbid. <laughs> Even powering through the early shitty ones where Ash sounds like she's motherfucking Ariel being under the goddamn sea. <laughs> shine on ash i got my legs you're a beautiful fucking trash mermaid oh yeah you guys both are just awesome and so chill i feel like i'm shooting the shit with friends and listening to true crime stories that's my favorite compliment when people like feel like they're listening to their friends that's my favorite because i want to be all your friends we're your friends and like normally i don't even like banter but you guys are awesome and so respectful of the cases that you're the exception for me and i won't lavish you with too much praise because i know it makes you both uncomfortable (laughs) same hard same also sorry for the length please edit at your discretion never anyway i've been hopping around through your back catalog and the listener stories are my favorite episodes my true crime and paranormal love runs deep and even and true even though no one in my family can pinpoint where exactly that interest came from may i suggest that's spooky Ooh, they oh yeah that's really that's like good, perfect for honestly. a paranormal lover Though, according to my dad, I like to play French Revolution with my parents, who all ended up like Marie Antoinette, so I was just a weird-ass little girl who became a weird-ass 28-year-old entertainment writer. (laughs) Sometimes, when not having to write about BTS or memes, I get to work on true crime shit, and that's the best. Ooh, where do you write for? Because I I was an entertainment writer once for Bustle. Uh, Working from home and getting a giant stuffed plague doctor because, you know, it's the apocalypse and my stuffed cerebrus needed company. (laughs) I love this so much. Yeah. Uh, Cerberus. Sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, What is Um, that? We just looked it up and it's in Greek mythology. It's that three-headed dog like in Harry Potter. hey So that's awesome. He did need company. Obviously. Hey guys, I have to tell you about this all-in-one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all-in-one superfood shake made up of high-quality plant-based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics, in other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking. Something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. 
Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein-packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning, all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid, spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A, and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Now, this isn't a very scary listener tale, but for anyone, everyone who has ever had one shitty ass teacher who made you feel like literal scum on the bottom of their shoes, well, this one is for you weirdos. Yes. Because I have felt some schadenfreude. Oh, I can never say this. Schadenfreude. 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 I can never say it. Asterinda. There you go. In my life. German word that means taking enjoyment from the misfortune of others. That's I love what Ramona the name. is. I love the word. I can just never say it right. I don't Schadenfreude. know. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. There you go. Schadenfreude. But this time I felt it so fucking much that I practically got high from it and what I imagined getting high would feel like. Note, not that I have ever gotten not that I've ever gotten high. I fucking went to film school, aka Weed Central, but the hardest thing I've I'd ever do is my daily soda or frappuccino because if I drink water <laughs> the rest of the day, so I'm allowed this one fucking thing. But yeah, LOL, I live that straight edge life. <laughs> How do you wow. go to film school Same. and not smoke a doob? Amazing. We're hitting the way back machine back to my seventh and eighth grade years. Fall 2004, spring 2006. Oh boy. Wow, I was Elena. High school. Yeah. And I was, uh, how old? I ten. don't know. I was 10. ten. Okay, gross. Uh, at an all girls Catholic school. Now, I've oh, wait. Been... Fuck that. I was eight. Yeah. Because you had just graduated high yeah, school. Yeah, let's make it worse. Now, I've been in Catholic schools my whole life, which is probably why I'm a lapsed fucking Catholic. I don't know if you've had any friends who went to an all girls school, but if they said that shit was, quote, the best time of their lives, those bitches were lying. My school was Lord of the Flies, except there were nuns, more lip gloss because lipstick was for harlots or something, <laughs> and me praying for the sweet release at the end of eighth grade so I I could peace the fuck out and go to a different school. The school was pre-K to 12, and thank fuck I went to a different, better high school with Jesuits, aka the badass priests who become the exorcists in the church. There was a rumor in my high school that our school's president was an exorcist, and he inspired the younger priest in, well, the exorcist. But that's for another story for another day. I love send that, that one, too. Elena, girl from the bottom of my soul, never send your daughters to an all-girls school. No. You know what? I'm 100% agree with that. I don't think that's anything you would ever do. Know it, knowing my experience with a shit ton of girls in school... I'm good. Yeah. No. <laughs> so since this school was pre-K to 12, it was divided into the primary and secondary schools. Primary was pre-K to 6 and secondary was 12, 7 to 12. So technically, I never went to middle school but had all the fun awkwardness of the middle school years where my fucking goddamn classes were in the basement and we had to share a homeroom with the other grade and got yelled at all the time because no one fucking shut up. <laughs> Except me because I was devouring different books every day. Aww. Anyway, it's seventh grade and the year was 
decent enough. In the month before school started, my mom died from brain cancer. Oh my god. It was terminal and we were prepared for her to go out. But like the badass bitch she was, my mother lived four months longer than the doctors expected her to. Oh my god. Oh, I didn't see her much in her final months because early on she and I decided that she wanted me to have memories of her as herself and not sick and out of it. Oh. Wow, destroy my soul. me, why don't you? But despite this, we said our goodbyes and yeah, it fucking sucked going through these years without her. But I always try to be the good, compassionate, kind person that I know she would want me to be. And I'm always trying to chase my dreams. Also, oh. fuck cancer. Yes, fuck cancer. Fuck and also cancer. sending you the biggest like COVID free hug right yes. now. Most of my teachers were aware of my circumstances and generally weren't too hard on me because I was grieving, of course. Oh my god. Same with most, most of the girls in my class who I've known from grade three to six. And yeah, some of them made my life hell in grades three to four because bullying, but like another story for another day. Seriously, looking back, I fucking hated this school. Now the year before, one of my new teachers got some death threats from one of her students. We'll call her Mrs. Shut Your Face. Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> Like, seriously, there were police around the school for a couple days. The girl was eventually caught and expelled. Apparently, she wasn't mentally well either, or that's what I heard. Anyway, Mrs. Shut Your Face got a lot of attention from everyone for it, but it stopped when, you know, the girl who watched her mother die for eight months came to school. Now, like, she was catty to me in English, but I was, like, working through my own shit that I barely realized it at the time. English was my favorite class because I loved reading and coming up with stories and would read ahead in my textbook. I wanted to major in English lit in college and become a writer. And hey, I fucking did both, so fuck you, Mrs. Shut Your Face. <laughs> it wasn't until eighth grade when things got worse. By that point, I was a bit, I was a little bit better. The thing during eighth grade, my dad got a job a good job that required him to required him to travel two and a half hours out of where we live to work there. Now, this goddamn prince of a man who is the best fucking dad, and so was my mom, it was other family members that sucked ass, traveled those two and a half hours every week for, like, most of the school year so I could finish out and not transfer halfway through. Aww. My paternal grandma, who lived in the area where my dad worked, would drive those two and a half hours down so there would be someone with me during the week. Oh my wow. goodness, that's so sweet. Seriously, can we get a can we get like a a fucking men for those amazing people because a, they did so much for me during that time a, a fucking, fucking men. men and while i appreciate and respect their sacrifice uh we probably should have got a house and transferred me into the catholic <laughs> elementary school up there seriously are there no catholic junior highs what the fuck so finish up grade eight because that's when mrs shut your face became the worst fucking personal nightmare of a human being she was the human equivalent of genital warts or something <laughs> <laughs> we have all had a teacher like We've that. all had that. In eighth grade, she taught English and religion. Why didn't a nun teach us? I don't know. The nuns were a little, a little, uh, little known order of a saint that no one outside of that hellhole ever heard of. And most of them were like, hella old. It was a yearly tradition that we went to the nunnery that is on campus to visit them around Christmas time. And it, God, it smelled like death. And old Ew. people in one of those rooms was just entirely velvet. <laughs> Why the fuck was it velvet in there? Red velvet like a cheap porno, except it was in a fucking nunnery full of old <laughs> You know what, though? I'm like kind of here for that. I love this story. I'm so. I'm really here for the red porno oh, room. You just brought me into a red velvet porno nunnery. I don't I even know what that. to do. And then just, sorry, sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was stuck in Mrs., with Mrs. Shut Your Face for not one, but two classes. Now that I was outside of my grief-induced state, I was really noticing the cattiness. Like, she had her favorites, all teachers do, but then there was me. 
And it was like every little flaw she saw and picked at. I fucking hate teachers like that. I know. It's like, why are you a teacher? Like, dick. I worked my ass off in her classes and never got higher than a B. While I vented to my dad about it, there was not much we could do. So seeing as how he was two and a half hours away, so he just asked me to be strong and tough it out. Because in months, I was going to be outie anyway. And I took it. I did well in my other classes. I had some friends, including a girl we'll call Rika. Rika and her mom, Mrs. Awesome Sauce, were totally great when my mom was sick and in the aftermath of it. Like, they would let me hang out at her place and help my dad. Mrs. Awesome Sauce was a cosmetologist, and her husband was a hairstylist. Yes! During my mom's cancer treatments, Mrs. Awesome Sauce would give her facials and manicures while her husband would help with my mom's hair, even though it wasn't the best because chemo. Oh my god. We fell out of contact after the move, but seriously... Seriously, if Rika and her mother called me at 3 a.m. to ask me to help them hide a dead body, then I would fucking drop everything, no questions asked. <laughs> so Mrs. Awesome Stoss heard the stories from Rika about what was happening. She couldn't do much either because, remember, this was the teacher who got death threats before I met her, so the administration was soft on her because of that. Instead, she made me bomb-ass pepperoni cheese bread and told me that people are just spiteful bitches and that you need to be a motherfucking phoenix and rise from those hate-filled ashes. I love it. And I was doing my best during it. It was a confusing time. Like, the grief had lessened, but I was questioning my sexuality, dealing with family drama, missing my dad, and then there was the rest of the shit show of just being a 14-year-old girl. Yeah, that is a shit show. I took a lot of comfort in books during this time. For English class, for some reason, there was a living wax museum project because we picked a famous woman that we admired, write a research paper on them, and then pose in a living wax museum over the course of two days in the library as them. It was, wow, that was a weird-ass project for English looking back on it. Yeah, that's weird (laughs) as fuck. I loved it in the middle of writing. She's like, wow, that was a weird project. (laughs) I picked Meg Cabot, a.k.a. author of The Princess Diaries. Hell yeah. Now, this was tricky, but between her website and notes in the back of her various books, I wrote something I was proud of. Her books brought a lot of joy to me during this time, so I was happy to do the thing, you know? Anyway, we did it and rocked it, and then I got the paperback, and she gave me a fucking D. Oh, what the fuck? She gave a lot of bullshit reasons, especially saying that I should have picked someone that had written... Uh, that I that had more written on them or what the fuck ever but I was devastated like I had started a crying class and she called me the fuck out for it she also added that I had no future as a writer what the fuck is wrong with this lady present me or present present me wants to shove the fact that I place finalists in a couple of screenplay competitions right in her fucking stupid face and I work as a writer professionally so you know Fuck her. Yeah, fuck her. I booked it out of the room, humiliated, oh. and sobbed in the bathroom until a girl that I was sort of friends with, Maggie, came and checked on me. She gave me a hug, said that they all noticed how Mrs. Shut Your Face was so fucking mean to me, and that I deserved better. Oh. She thought that Mrs. Shut Your Face was jealous because of the attention I got back in seventh grade, which was like, how fucking petty and cold-hearted could you be? Seriously. Anyway, a few months later, I pieced the fuck out of there and was preparing to move up near my grandma and where my dad was working most of the week. I got a D for my fourth quarter in English class, but dad was not pissed because he knew what a petty bitch Mrs. Shut Your Face was. So my other grades were fucking stellar, by the way. And just putting it out there, I was National Honor Society in high school, too, so again, Mrs. Shut Your Face was a petty-ass bitch. (laughs) My dad and I were getting things packed when Mrs. Awesome Sauce called him. Now, they talked from time to time because grown-up stuff. I was packing, like, dishes or some shit when my dad hangs up and books it upstairs to our office with a computer was which was impressive because my dad had had arthritis and doesn't always move fast (laughs) curious i followed him i found him paying for an article from the climb 
crime blotter of the local paper. Mrs. Awesome Sauce apparently saw this wonderful-ass thing in print and called him to let him know. And he brought the article to show me, and thus, I knew the joy in taking the most vicious fucking pleasure out of another person's misfortune. <laughs> Again, I was almost fucking high with it. Mrs. Shut Your Face got arrested. For what? The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The woman who was more pers- my personal tormentor for eighth grade, maybe she was trying to be in seventh grade seven as well, but like I didn't notice because it was mainly in eighth grade, had fucking gotten arrested. I was screaming. Now her crime? That shit is hilarious. What'd she do? This bitch, this hoe, got fucking arrested for shoplifting towels from a Stawbridges, which is like going out of business at the time. So everything was like bargain, bargain bottom prices. Now, apparently she said that she got a call, had to step outside and take it and forgot that she had the towels. Who steals towels? Yeah, fucking right. Oh my God. I was living. My dad just grinned at me and said, see, people who put hate into the world get what's coming to them in the end. Mm -hmm. He still calls her old sticky fingers to this day (laughs) when referring to her because my dad will carry on a grudge against people he feels like did his daughter wrong to the grave. And we must respect a man who will do that. Yes. (laughs) Apparently... There was a meeting about whether or not Mrs. Shut Your Face would stay on at school. She did, but eventually went elsewhere. But everyone knew that she was a thief. The funny part was, I looked at the date of her arrest and then at my syllabus as I was trashing my notebooks, and I realized something. She was arrested for shoplifting around the time when we were talking about the Ten Commandments, specifically the one about how, Thou shall not steal. Put that in an Alanis Morissette set song, I guess, because that shit is actually ironic. Right. Anyway, over a decade later, I have two master's degrees and I'm making a decent career for myself as a writer with the hope to transition into screenwriting or audio drama or being an actual author. So, you know, fuck her. I won. And that's what I'm going to put in a dedication page because I'm a petty ass bitch who is doing the best revenge of a life well lived. <laughs> Thanks for reading my not scary story. I hope it made you laugh. If you read it and wanted to hear more, I'll send you a story about my camp friend turned stalker who wouldn't stop calling my house until I threatened to sick the police on them via PM on fanfuckingfiction.net or a haunted dorm I stayed in at a theater camp or my haunted sex ghost building when I lived in Boston getting my screenwriting MFA. Give me those now. I want all three. Give me them immediately. I specifically want the stalker one. Want it? Want it, want it. I want that haunted sex ghost building immediately. What does that mean? Don't know. Want it, though. Sounds it like takes place in Boston. Hotel. I know. I'll take anything, Boston. May you always keep it weird, but not so weird that the student you were essentially bullying got so much serotonin rushing into her brain <laughs> from your pathetic-ass arrest that they got a little high off of it. Oh, my Sincerely, God. Sincerely, Beck. <laughs> Beck, you're a fucking legend. Uh, I love that. It wasn't, like, scary, but it was just, like, good. No, that was great. Yeah. All right. My next one is called... Is that you, Pennywise? Uh-oh. That scares me because... Is it? I, I don't know. I tweeted the other day. I was, like, laying in my bath, and then I, like, pulled the plug, and I literally all of a sudden just, like, got, a, like, a rush of fear and ran out of my bathroom because I thought Pennywise was in my dream. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. I also was Fun. a little bit stoned, so that's probably why. There you go. It's fine. <laughs> Hi, weirdos. First of all, I just wanted to let you know that I recently discovered your podcast and introduced my BFF to you guys, and we are obsessed. Aw, thank you. Love you. It's a constant text message conversation of, oh my god, have you listened to this episode yet? 
it? Yes, so good. Have you listened to this episode? Oh my god, that makes me so happy. I love that. So yeah, we think you're amazing and you really feel like friends. We oh, are friends. We are friends forever. Let's get necklaces. Yay. There are so many listener tales I want to share with you, but I've narrowed it down to this one for now. I tend to get wordy, so edit if necessary. Never. We're wordy too. So here's a little strange and unexplainable spooky tale. Hold on to your butts because this is weird. My nephew Brant, is that how you would say that? Yeah, that seems Brant is 12 and a half years younger than me, and our relationship reminds me so much of you guys' relationship. His mother is an absolute cuckoo cuckoo nut crazy lady. I'm literally (laughs) in the process of writing a book about her. Amazing. An evil narcissistic witch, and that's putting it nicely. Wow. That sounds just like my mom. That's unbelievably familiar. I've literally thought about writing a book about that woman, but I think she'd sue me. Yeah. And also, it would just be the saddest book of all time. It truly is. (laughs) So, Brant was basically raised by my mother with a little help from me and feels more like a strange mixture of brother and son than my nephew. I feel like that's what I am to you. This is, like, really scarily familiar. I know, because I said to Elena this morning, I was like, you know that you, like, basically raised me? Because, like, mom and papa were just kind of, like, older at that point. Yeah, so they did whatever they could. Yeah, they, like, fed me good shit. And you were like, (laughs) don't go to that party wearing a crop top. And I was like, fuck off, Elena. But anyways. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) He's now 23 years old with two adorable babies and a precious little fiance. So despite his piss-poor example of a mother and his unconventional upbringing, I think he turned out pretty great. Oh, I love that. I do, too. So when Brant was nine or ten years old, I decided to introduce him to the 1990 version of It. Now, I love the new version, but Tim Curry is Pennywise, the dancing ass... uh, I just added that in. The dancing ass clown. (laughs) (laughs) The dancing clown is where it's at. Fight me. I will not because I'm fully on your side with that. That is terrifying. And Tim Curry... Yeah. Never. No one can beat Tim Curry. No, he's got like that hairline too that's like very clowny esque. He, ju- he just has it all. It just he's works. He's just perfect. Anyway, we watched the movie. He loved it. And then we decided to go for a ride on a four wheeler. I believe you Northerners call it a quad or an ATV. Yep, we do. I think we call it four wheeler in this family though. Because like JP will say four wheeler. I don't think so. I don't know. Anyway, I I don't ride one. So (laughs) now we lived on 100 acres of family farmland and had a four wheeler trail cut out in the woods way back behind my grandfather's barn. This is not a trail that is easily accessible to anyone but us. This is important because there's absolutely no way that anyone could have gotten to this spot without us or my grandparents seeing them. Okay. Uh oh. I'm nervous. That means someone got back there. Mm -hmm. So we're riding this trail. I'm driving and Brant is sitting behind me and he suddenly screams for me to stop. I stop and he's frantically pointing to a lone tree standing in a small clearing smack dab in the middle of a dense forest. Tied to that tree is a bunch of helium filled, brightly colored balloons. That's the most ominous shit I have ever heard. Now, these balloons were not just tangled into the branches of the tree. They didn't just randomly float into the woods and get stuck there. No. They were tied in a nice, neat little bow to the trunk of the tree. What the fuck? That's like, it's, I always hate when like really happy things are in a really ominous place. Yes. Because it, it's like extra fucking creepy. Absolutely. Oh, I hate it. And the moment I see them, the engine to the four-wheeler instantly dies, and try as we might, we can't get the goddamn thing to start back up. No, thank you. Oh, my God. So uh, so we do what any logical 10 and 23-year-old person would do. We run screaming down the trail, (laughs) through the field, past the barn, and straight up to my grandparents' door in a blind panic. Yes. 
Perfect. You did the right thing. That's exactly what we would have done. My grandfather tried to listen to our babble about the evil child eating clowns and balloons in the woods, but he's a logical straight-laced southern farmer, and he just laughs at us, sends Brant inside to my grandmother, and tells me to come with him to see if we can get the four-wheeler started again. So Brant goes inside where my grandmother probably gave him some hot chocolate and a slice <laughs> of pie straight from the oven, because that's the kind of grandmother she was. R.I.P. Sweet Nanny. Oh, I that's love that. That's what we called yeah, my great-grandmother. Grandma and your grandma, yeah. Uh, I reluctantly and timidly followed my grandfather back into the woods, expecting my soul to be eaten straight through my mouth by Pennywise <laughs> himself. Uh, we got to the clearing, and I know it's the same clearing because the four-wheeler is parked right next to it. The balloons are gone. Nope. Not only are they gone, they are gone without a trace. There isn't a single fragment of ribbon to be seen, not a glimpse of brightly colored latex to be found. They're just gone. So somebody had to literally untie them from the tree. Yes. Neatly. Neatly. Like, carefully. No. My grandfather chuckles, goes to the four-wheeler, toolbox in hand, and tries to crank it. It starts on the very first try. Fuck that. Oh, terrifying. To this day, I have absolutely no explanation about what happened or how it happened. It could have been my little brother trying to scare us. It could have been a neighbor being weird. And it was just a coincidence that we had watched that movie the same day. It's a big coincidence. And that the four-wheeler died. But it could have been a demon sent from the very depths of hell to torture us. I I don't know. The latter. I do too. What I do know is that there is a bunch of freshly filled helium. Helium. What I do know is that there was a bunch of freshly filled helium balloons tied into a bow to that tree and they were gone, disappeared without a trace when we went back only moments later. Neither Brant nor I slept a full night for the rest of the week after this happened. And that's it. The story of Pennywise scaring the poop out of us in rural (laughs) North Carolina. Wow. Thank you so much for reading. I absolutely love you guys. And if you'd like to hear about the mysterious disappearance of my great aunt ruby or about the time i lived in a haunted hotel just let me know consider this us letting you know know. (laughs) nope lots of love from nc hannah s p.s you guys should totally look into the susan smith case yep that's a good one it happened when i was 10 years old very close to where i live and it's a bonkers case holy shit wow that was that gave me all the chills yeah that was fucking all the chills hell i don't like it who boy all right so my next one is called i cycled home with a drunk murderer Whoa. Yeah. That's that tells you a lot. That's just, just like, one here line. It is. Here it is. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> Hi there, weirdos. Hi. First of all, I would like to mention that I'm from the Netherlands, so English is not my native language. Please forgive me if I make some mistakes while writing this down. I will try my best for you guys. Also, I would like you guys to know that I will not mention my name and the name of the city where these events took the events took place because I and the relatives of the victim still live there. Now let's jump into the story. I love that you're from the Netherlands. And also, this is written perfectly. I was going to say, you're doing amazing, There's like not one mistake in this. Yeah. The first part of my story took place when I was 10 years old in an elementary school. At a certain moment, the news spread that the mother of a four-year-old kid that also went to my school was reported missing. The father reported his wife missing, and the police started searching for her everywhere. The family also had a seven-month-old baby. Of course, all the kids in my school, our teachers, and our parents were really concerned about the situation. During the time his mom was missing, the four-year-old still came to school, and his father kept dropping him off and picking him up. 
weirdos. We cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free-range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. I remember that everyone in the school felt terribly sorry for the family. I also remember I was too afraid to look into the father's eyes because I had no idea how to act around him. I felt so sorry for him missing his wife and his children missing their mom. The father even appeared in a popular TV show to raise national attention for the case. Of course, the police were investigating the entire thing, and about a month after his wife was reported missing, the police found her body. Uh Uh-oh. Her remains were dumped next to a high road. It turned out that the father had killed her with an axe. I knew it chopped her body into pieces with a handsaw oh and divided the body parts into a suitcase and several garbage bags. Like you just had a baby seven, seven months like, ago. Seven months ago. Your wife gave you a fucking baby and that's what you that's do. That's supposed to be like that the time when you feel the closest to each other. Right. Holy shit. As you might imagine, the entire town and especially all the kids, parents, and teachers in my school were incredibly shocked when they heard this horrific news. Now, in the Netherlands, punishments for murder and manslaughter are very different from the ones in the United States. The father was eventually sentenced to only eight, and then he wrote in in parentheses, WTF, years in prison. Eight years in prison for chopping his newly, like, mothered wife? I cannot. I cannot. Now let's jump to nine years after this case happened. I was 19 years old and in my second year of university. During the weekends, I worked as a bartender to earn a little extra money. My shifts usually ended around 5 a.m. and I had to cycle about 10 minutes to get home. Why is that the theme of this week's Nelson? I don't know why I picked so many like bike stories. I was never scared to cycle home this late because the security guards at my workplace taught me how to defend myself in case of an emergency. I also carried a can of pepper spray and a big pointy umbrella with me when I cycled home after work. Smart. Good job. I was cycling home one night when I noticed a man cycling a little close behind me. He was cycling closer and closer, almost touching the rear tire of my bicycle. Get the fuck out of here. I cycled a little slower so he could pass me if he wanted to, but he did not. I guess I was still in my badass bartender mood, so I told him, please stop being a creep. I carry a weapon and I'm not afraid to use it. (laughs) I love that. I love it. I love the please stop being a creep. (laughs) It's polite. He started laughing and said, I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to scare you. I drank a little too much, so my coordination is a little shitty right now. I'm on my way home. Nothing to worry about. I looked at his face and immediately felt he had no bad intentions. Bartending makes you an expert in reading people's vibes. Except maybe not based on the last I know, story. I'm not feeling good about this. The man asked me where I was going and I told him I was also on my way home and that I was almost there, which was the truth. I was two minutes from my house. Aren't you scared cycling here all by yourself at 5 a.m. in the morning? Ooh, nope. 
Also rude of him to say 5 a.m. in the morning. Right? Very rude. It's a given. (laughs) He asked me. I told him I was not and asked him as a joke to change the subject how his wife felt about him being away from home and drunk at 5 a.m. in the morning. Well, I don't have to worry about that because my wife is dead, he said. I apologized and told him I felt sorry for asking him this question. He said something like, girl, never mind. You couldn't have known that. I saw his face turning sad. So I asked him if he wanted to tell me what happened. That's a long story, girl, but the short version is I killed her, (gasps) and I've served my time. Wow. Imagine you're just biking with some stranger in the woods, and you're like a little, like, ugh, and then he's like, you're like, oh, okay, his wife died, that's sad, and he's like, I killed her. He's like, I killed her, but I served my time. No, you didn't. Oh. Of course, this made me hold my umbrella and pepper spray as tight as possible. I immediately changed the subject and have no idea what we talked about after he said he murdered his wife. I focused on appearing as polite and non-judgmental as possible to not piss him off. We friendly said our goodbyes and I cycled home, wondering about what the hell just happened. (laughs) The day after it finally hit me. This dude was the father of the four-year-old kid at my elementary school. I didn't recognize him after all these years, but I'm 99% sure it was him. Wow. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this little weird story. P.S. There's a very interesting documentary about this murder case called Anatomy of a Murder. That sounds familiar. Yeah, it's made by the victim's brother-in-law, and this is how he describes it. Anatomy of a murder reconstructs the murder, its background, and its consequences. The culprit, the foster brother of the children, the family, and her friends, police, and state attorney take the floor again. Not to condemn the killer one more time, or to come to final or common conclusion, but to do justice to the complexity of a family tragedy like this. The documentary is spoken in Dutch, but there's a version with English subtitles in case you guys are interested. And They left the, um, the link. Holy shit. That Can you imagine knowing, like, somebody just says that so casually? Seriously, and you're, like, literally cycling in the middle of the woods by yourself? Like, oh, what happened? And they're just like, well, it's a long story, girl, but I killed her and I've served my time. You're just like, oh, oh, okay, sir, thank you for that. Okay, Stay away from my rear tire. Sounds like it's kind of a short story and you just told me the whole thing, but okay. (laughs) All right, that's all I need to know. Let's wrap this up. Wow, guys, be careful on your bikes. And your four-wheeler ATV <laughs> yeah. things. Be careful on your weird vehicles. Yeah. Just careful of Careful it. on your regular vehicles, too. Yeah, just careful, everybody. Careful, it's, careful. It's a scary world out there. It is. Wow, guys, thank you so much for sending these in. We, honestly, we could do a Listener Tales episode, like, every other day, because oh, we have I so many that it. we want to get to. So if yours hasn't been read yet, it's definitely going to be, because you guys are just killing it. Yeah, just maybe like five years from now because yeah, there's so many. We're trying. Uh, but thank you so much. And keep sending them to morbidpodcast at gmail.com. And make sure you put listener tail in the subject line before you put an awesome title. That'll make us want to read it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, in the meantime, you could go ahead and follow us on Instagram. At Morbid Podcast. Hit us up on the Twitter. At a Morbid Podcast. Don't tag us on a story. We're against those. Yeah, don't do I don't do even that. know if you can do that. I think they're called pleats. Fuck that. It's a story. Uh, also send <laughs> us a gmail if you'd like to morbidpodcast at gmail.com we hope you keep listening and we hope you keep it weird but not so weird that you travel into the middle of the woods and there's a clearing with balloons after you just watched the movie yet that's like really scary not so weird that you put a curse on somebody and then they break their ankle be careful because things come back times three but your halloween costume is really good not so weird that you take a ride from a murderer and i'm so happy that you didn't and not so weird that you cycle home with a drunk murderer that tells you that somebody um that they killed their wife because i hate that for you yeah that's not good i think i covered them all did you i don't know
oh and that's so weird that your fucking religion teacher is like a a, oh yeah a mean asshole and gives you a d for a great paper it sounds like and but you know what you got and then gets arrested but you know what you got yours because you're a famous writer now that's right get it get it get it bye bye guys Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck. Because, once again, Mr. Ballin Podcast, Strange, Dark, and Mysterious Stories is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Each week on the Mr. Ballin Podcast, you'll hear new stories about inexplicable encounters, shocking disappearances, true crime cases, and everything in between. Like our recent episode titled White Dust. After a middle-aged couple fail to answer their daughter's messages and calls, the daughter drives the few hours to her parents' house to check on them, But after arriving and seeing both her parents' cars in the driveway, the daughter gets an uneasy feeling and just can't stomach going inside. To hear the rest of that story and hear hundreds more stories like it, follow Mr. Ballin Podcast on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Prime members can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music.